Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's April 30, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 33. In this episode, I'll be breaking down the biggest issue in health right now, that's just my opinion, and using food as medicine. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So it is day 11 or 12, uh, day 11 or 12 now, so I'm almost done quarantine, chilling in my Airbnb now, and have been for the past week or so. I'll be going back to my real home on Monday, finally, and I'm gonna have to fix my car since the battery is probably dead at this point and apparently my keys aren't working, so I'm gonna have to figure that out. And shoulder update, it's looking decent right now. The first week it hurt to do anything. Even putting on a shirt was like so painful. But I've noticed that it's a bit easier these days to do that, so that's a good sign. Any anterior movement, like moving my arm or shoulder forward, was so painful last week. And this week it seems a little bit better, so recovery does look to be going well, uh, which I'm glad for. But uh, things like, oh, I tried to like roll over on that shoulder and oh my god, I thought I might have even popped it back out, but I think it's alright. And I can now like reach my opposite armpit, so I guess that's good for when I'm in the shower soaping myself. So that's good. Apparently late next week should be around the time to start the rehab process, but... Honestly, I don't even think I'm going to be ready to do any rehab by that time, so we'll just see how it goes. Like I said, I'm uh, I'm planning on being super patient with this whole process, because I don't want to re-injure it and set myself back even more. I've actually had multiple dreams this week about working out, because I'm missing it so much already. That, and also waking up in the middle of the night, or just in the morning, because my Uh, There's like pain in my shoulder, which sucks. I'm hoping this will be my last major injury forever or for at least a few years. Gyms aren't open for me, so there's no rush uh, to, you know, rush the process since I'll be training at home for at least a few more weeks. I've been doing lunges on this little patio I have access to until basically my legs don't want to do them anymore. But the weather outside this week actually sucked. But uh, I've been working on my core indoors when I can, so hopefully I can bring up that weak point this year and going forward. So yeah, Monday I'll be going back to my actual home, finally, and I'll get to turn on my iMac once again, my ultimate workhorse. 
I don't know what it is about my iMac, but I love working on it as opposed to this MacBook Air. And since I didn't mention it last week, Apple had their event a while ago at this point. I don't think I'll be upgrading anything just yet, but those colorful iMacs they showed off were so ridiculously thin uh, since they're rocking that new M1 chip. I want to get one, but I think I'm going to wait to upgrade my devices until Apple gets that M2 chip in there, which is apparently coming in the second half of this year in some MacBooks. But those colors, though, they look pretty sick. Even though, in all honesty, it doesn't really make sense for me to even get hyped out about colors since the iMac doesn't even move anyways. So who's really going to see whatever color I get? But I'm sure the thing will sell like hotcakes with the way uh, things are working from home. Uh, that'll continue to be a thing more people are going to do going forward. Bad news about the new iMacs though is that there wasn't a black color option. So maybe they're saving that for a pro model. And that bezel on the front is still pretty big, even though I think they removed the Apple logo from the front. I especially miss my iMac because of that 5K display. So I'm waiting to watch that new David Attenborough nature documentary until I can watch it on there. I might also finally get around to watching The Witcher since season 2 is coming soon. And I also saw that Master of None, uh, they have a spinoff coming in late May. That I hope turns out to be good. This Airbnb does have a nice TV though. It's huge but doesn't even scale up to 4K which is disappointing. And speaking about TV for a bit. You should know that I'm a big John Wick fan. At least the movies since I don't read much. It looks like they're going to be working on a spin-off of the series called The Continental. I feel like I've mentioned this before already. And that's the hotel for assassins in the movies. And this one seems like it'll be uh, three 90-minute episodes and a prequel to the movies, so Keanu Reeves probably won't be popping up in there. Keanu is, though, looking to be the executive producer of that, so he might have some say as to what goes on whenever this thing takes place, which is in the 1970s. I guess it'll be pretty interesting uh, to see how it all started and how Winston got this job or whatever. I don't know when this one is coming out, but John Wick 4 should be coming out around summer next year, so there's still quite a wait for that. And HBO revealed this week that House of the Dragon, which is their Game of Thrones prequel show, is now in production and will be available to stream starting in 2022. I still haven't seen that last season of Game of Thrones, but from what I've read, apparently that's a good thing. I'll give this one a shot for sure. And on to sports now. And besides my hockey fantasy getting eliminated from the playoffs this week, there's not that much news. Although Blackhawks player Andrew Shaw has decided to retire at the age of 29. Wow, that's younger than me. That was kind of shocking given his age, but he's retiring due to concussion problems since he was a grinder when he was out there. I think he was on the team for two of the Blackhawks Cups in the past decade, and he was a huge reason for that. You really need someone physical and like a grinder like him when it comes to the playoffs, because the game gets more physical. I'll never forget a few minutes he had with the Hawks. He had the infamous headbutt goal, 
which was in, I think, an overtime or maybe even a double OT game against the Ducks, I believe. And then I'll never forget that long game against the Bruins where he took a puck off the shin guard that went in. I think that was also double OT or maybe even triple overtime. All I know is that it was one of the longest playoffs in Blackhawks history. This year, though, it looks like they won't make the playoffs, but eh, that's not a big deal. I mean, there's still time, but they need to go on a run to finish off this season. Besides that, I haven't done much the past week, because like I said, I've been stuck in my Airbnb for the past week. So I haven't left the place besides going on the backyard patio for a few times a day, whenever the weather is actually nice out. I had groceries delivered a few times. I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a pretty good game. Um, just a few hours in at this point. And I had video calls with some clients this week. Oh, and I watched two seasons of The Office, so that was hilarious. Oh yeah, and I did my uh, Day 10 COVID test at home yesterday too. And that was weird having to do the test myself, but thankfully I had a nurse on video call to help me out with that. And that's basically been my whole week cooped up in this place, so we might as well get into the fitness topics for the week. Topic 1. The biggest issue in health right now. Right now, there are a lot of issues when it comes to health right now. There's the problem with our diets, which is why obesity rates are so high these days. And I think that's probably the runner-up here, our food choices. But honestly, you can make an argument for that being the biggest problem. Highly processed food specifically is a really big problem. Those kinds of foods are uh, so good, and the companies make it so easy to eat. They make it taste so good, and it's easy to get addicted to these sorts of foods because of the ingredients in there. They want you to eat more, so you'll buy more. It's a pretty simple strategy. Those foods are packed with sugar and sodium, which will lead to obesity if you don't have it under control in your own diet. You can pack them in your pantry for later use. Even in my house, there's snacks everywhere. If you're trying to avoid it, just don't buy it so that you don't have access to it. Instead, it would be better off to buy fruits for snacks because you'll get uh, essential micronutrients in there. Unfortunately, these expire after about a week or so, and that's partly why we tend to get chips or chocolate, which could spend months on the shelf, and we can eat those anytime. It probably is better for our wallets, but not for our health, unfortunately. Alright, so I'll be talking more about food in the second topic for today, but what I think is an even bigger problem these days in our society is our lack of movement, and proper movement, and the pandemic has made these issues worse. The fact that we're stuck indoors for the most part is creating a lot more problems than people realize. With COVID still hitting places pretty hard, even with the vaccines rolling out, I think the biggest factor when it comes to our negative health these days is the fact that we're all stuck indoors right now for the most part. And yeah, we're listening to government orders since they're telling us to stay inside, social distance, and if you're like me in Ontario, Canada, we're still going through a lockdown since the cases just keep on climbing. Well, 
being indoors has unfortunately been leading to a bunch of problems like more domestic violence within the home, which is sad to say. I think it's been about double the normal rate, but don't quote me on that. There's also been more depression these days due to staying indoors and not seeing friends. Remember that social health is really important. There's a study that has shown that uh, not having friends or even not seeing friends or family is actually detrimental to your health, as much as apparently smoking a few cigarettes. I forget the exact number, but the bottom line is that social health is super important and it's negatively affected when you're in isolation. We also have younger kids who are having to deal with more anxiety issues, likely because of the way they grow up these days, and social media is at least partly to blame. And being in the fitness industry, we usually see the extremes when it comes to eating disorders, body dysmorphia, and stuff like that, but like I said, there are definitely bigger factors when it comes to dealing with the biggest issues in the way our current health is. So being indoors and the fact that we have access to so much food these days is a huge problem. We can get food delivered to us while lying down in bed. So that means combining no movement with fast food. And that's just cause for concern there and could lead to obesity after a few days or weeks or months or maybe even years of doing that. And while we're stuck indoors, it's tough to come out of that daily routine. You're working from home, you don't want to do groceries or make your food, so you get Uber Eats and have food delivered to you. That's the issue in today's world. That access to good tasting food that's not really good for you, combined with the fact that we're not moving as much as we should, is what I believe to be the biggest problem these days. Being at home for the majority of the time is leading to a lack of movement, which is going to cause improper posture or postural issues down the road. Even kids these days, since they have access to phones and tablets these days, are developing this upper cross syndrome and forward rounded shoulders because they're basically hunched over all day looking at mobile screens. And since they're still growing, they're basically growing into this improper form and posture. Just people listening to this podcast growing up, I mean, we didn't have access like that. Yeah, we had TVs to stare at all day, but that's a lot different from having a phone in your lap or on the floor all day long while they play Fortnite or watch YouTube or Netflix all day. And when we were younger, at least we went outside and played around for a little bit. Now these phones are so powerful, you can basically do everything on them and it's tough to pull them away from that sort of thing. So when it comes to being healthy or for longevity purposes, this lack of movement obviously isn't going to do your body any good in the long term. You're lying down or sitting all day while getting in maybe only a thousand to three thousand steps daily. And that inactivity will lead you to probably gaining weight and with the gyms not open, it's probably going to be tough to do exercise as well. The thing is, we can fix these issues, and you should do that as slowly as possible. And that's by just trying to do more daily or even weekly so that you can create these new habits for yourself. So to fight some of these issues, it's a good idea to just get up every half hour or maybe even every hour or so and just stand up and stretch out your body for two to five minutes 
and that should help you feel more energized and it'll combat those negative postural changes at least a little bit. Going for a quick walk, even if it's just in your room, obviously preferably outside, but that could actually benefit you a whole lot, especially if you get into a habit of doing that every hour or so. Of course, if you can find time to get in a workout, no matter how long it is, will also help this situation. Your body will get stronger doing strength building exercises like lunges or squats or even just push-ups if you're at home. And that'll reduce the negative impact that sitting and lying down will put on your body since you're activating and actually using your muscles. Topic 2. Using food as medicine. Alright, so here's part 2 of this exercise and food as medicine talk. In episode 30, I talked about exercise as medicine. And to summarize that episode, exercise can be used as medicine because it's been shown to reduce your risk of many diseases and ailments and improves your cardiovascular health. And if you're battling some kind of chronic pain in your knee or your back or your hips, then some kind of exercise will likely help you out with those things unless you specifically injured that area really badly, basically. So, uh, now today's topic will be about how you can use food as medicine. And that's really why exercise and food are both the keys when it comes to being healthy and living a higher quality life. First off, it's good to always keep in mind that diet is about everything you eat as a whole. Just because you implement a superfood or eat a salad once a week doesn't necessarily mean that your diet is any better. In fact, it may be worse. Together, food eaten in a meal will interact with each other to multiply certain beneficial effects. And while food can be good for you, if you eat the wrong things too much, it can also be abused, which is what the majority of the population does more often than not. I'm not saying I'm perfect or that you have to be perfect. But doing just a little bit better with your diet more often will, of course, benefit you. So food can be abused, and that's part of why the global obesity rate is 66% and continues to increase pretty much every single year. So before I get into the benefits of getting in food from whole sources, let me talk just briefly about the food the way it's being abused today. And that's contributing... Uh, to a lot of medical problems these days. In part one, just a few minutes ago, I talked about how sedentary we've all progressively become, and that's been highlighted because of the pandemic. Well, that has led to more consumption of easily accessible foods. That means highly processed foods are finding their way into our diet more and more since we're stuck at home. That's promoting more laziness if you're working from home since now you just need to get out of bed 10 minutes before that morning meeting or before you need to start working. So now you're just grabbing the fastest snack you can. And if we're eating uh, highly processed foods multiple times a day and continue to do that for years and years, that'll lead to a higher risk of developing chronic diseases and problems within the body. Most addictive foods tend to be those that contain high calories and little micronutrients basically sweets and takeout foods. Most high sugary foods make you crave more sugary foods and over time that could lead to excessive eating or binging. 
that's partly to blame for the obesity epidemic. That's going to lead to more fat around the abdomen, which will increase long-term health risks because that's where your organs are. I've been talking a lot about high processed foods lately and that's because over the past few decades it's been a staple in our diets because it's so easy to make and consume. These kinds of foods are just made to be cheap and easily available and accessible. They're also made for you to eat more of it so you buy more of it. You do become kind of addicted to that taste or the sugar in the product. They're usually high in fats and sugars, and there's a bunch of added salt in there for flavor purposes. It's now hard these days for people to eat food that's fresh or to have properly well-balanced meals because of the way the food industry has become. And this has led to a rise in obesity, type 2 diabetes, and a bunch of other problems. There was actually a pretty big study that mentioned that pop or soda that's sweetened with high-fructose corn syrup actually increases the risk of rheumatoid arthritis while diet drinks had no effect. However, it actually is still kind of a mystery exactly why this happens. But it could be because of the fact that their high sugar content or fructose that gets into the gut and could trigger highly pro-inflammatory compounds. And when that gets absorbed by the body, that could aggravate inflammation in the joints. Now, keep in mind that doesn't mean that you should replace those high sugar drinks or Cokes and stuff with their diet versions because that also doesn't lead to much weight loss or better health either. And when it comes to rheumatoid arthritis, something that could help lower the risk of it could be having a good amount of omega-3 fatty acids daily. Now, you could get that from fish oils, but... You could also get that from fatty whole food sources like salmon. I mean, let's face it. Of course what we eat is going to impact the way we live. You literally eat multiple times a day, every single day, and that's the fuel for your body. If you feed it trash, you're probably going to feel the same way. It's really that simple. Okay, so if we continue to eat this way, of course food won't be used like a medicine. In fact, it's the opposite. You're basically speeding up death. I know that's an extreme way to look at it, but that's the truth. So that's why I want to talk about how we can all use food positively so that you can live a fuller and longer life. This is exactly why we need to consume food that'll actually benefit us and ones that'll be good for our long-term health. Proper food is going to provide you with fuel to function, and a bunch of nutrients to grow, heal, and repair tissues within the body. And it could also help boost your immune system. So, some quick and healthy eating tips to start with when it comes to eating and using food as medicine. You should be eating a diverse diet, and that means you need to vary what you eat, when you can, daily. And on a wider scale, it would probably be good to change up what you eat from season to season as well. It's also good to try new things, which is something that I still try to improve on. These tips alone will help you increase the wide variety of gut microbiome or bacteria in your gut, and that's what leads to you being more healthy. Something that we can all improve on is having a higher intake of fruits and vegetables in our diets, which has been shown to reduce our risk of heart disease and stroke. I've talked about a healthy plate of food before, 
And that just means that each meal should be roughly half vegetable or fruit, and the other half should be split up with protein and carbs. If that seems like too much of a jump at first, then just start off slowly and build your way up to something like that. A healthy diet is very important when it comes to battling inflammation throughout the body. Even something that seems simple, like healing a wound, is actually much slower in people who are malnourished. Foods with anti-inflammatory properties will help deal with inflammation, which will promote healing so that immune cells can return to the blood. Even things like high cholesterol are still a big problem in today's world. Now, back in the day, they used to say to stop eating whole eggs because that raises your cholesterol levels too high. But actually, what's more of a problem in our diet these days are actually the amount of saturated fats that we're consuming. It's actually been shown that this could contribute to higher cholesterol more than high cholesterol foods like eggs. Eggs, actually, are a great whole protein food source and actually have a pretty good fatty acid profile. I've talked so many times about the benefits of protein, and you should already know that it's a main component when it comes to building muscle, but it actually does a lot more than that. Having a good amount of protein in your diet could also lead to more immune function and an increased metabolism. I talked about the importance of social health in the first topic for today, and how it could negatively affect your health as much as cigarettes could. While another suggestion you could try, if you're not on lockdown, would be eating with others. Eating with others has also been shown to improve social and personal health, along with sensory benefits. So when it comes to eating foods, of course whole foods are better to eat, especially when you compare that to just extracting a certain vitamin or mineral and shoving that into a pill. I already talked about the synergistic effect of foods, and that's the effect of the vitamins and minerals and nutrients in the foods working together to improve your health in a bunch of different ways. Alright, so when it comes to fiber, that usually comes from vegetables, fruits, nuts, and legumes. So a little background here first, okay. Up to 40% of people who have typical Western diets actually suffer from constipation. So we can actually eat food and drink more liquids to combat these issues. Obviously, drinking water and the foods we eat uh, will impact our bowel habits, and we can use it to prevent constipation or diarrhea. Instead of relying on whatever fiber supplement you can get or a laxative or something along those lines, it would be a better idea to incorporate more water and liquids into your diet, along with a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, so that your fiber is at a more optimal level. You can even sprinkle some wheat germ or seeds onto a meal for an even easier solution to increase your fiber a little bit. Higher fiber diets have been shown to lower cholesterol, soften stools, and leads to less inflammation throughout the body. Alright, so other medicinal purposes and ways food can help you become more healthy are also when it comes to probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics are when you're consuming the live microorganisms directly. Meanwhile, prebiotics are fibers that stimulate the growth of beneficial bacteria that are already present in your gut. So basically, food for your gut bacteria. You can actually take probiotics and prebiotics in a pill form or whatever if you buy the supplements in the bottle. 
but of course it's better to just get those from food sources like yogurt, miso like the soup, kombucha, some cheeses, and even pickles. When it comes to antioxidants, don't even bother with the supplements. It's going to be a lot better from uh, getting them from berries of your choice, and that comes with the added benefit of some fiber and vitamins and minerals you won't find in the pill form. I even talked about the powers of something so simple before, like a lemon and honey and ginger tea. Uh, that's another one of those quick immune system booster drinks that's been proven to work. So when it comes to using food as medicine, I just mean that you can eat foods that benefit your overall health and well-being. That basically means eating a wide variety of foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, basically whole food sources in a diverse way to increase your gut microbiome profile, which will help improve your immune system and basically build a shield to protect yourself from developing these chronic health issues that's a huge problem in today's world. Fruits and vegetables will uh, give your body the nutrients and vitamins it needs to fight off diseases. Make sure to get in your fiber as well so that you'll have uh, regular bowel movements, which by itself could help you lose weight and be beneficial for you. And the proper food sources could reduce things like arthritis and reducing the amount of body fat you have, and that can give you longevity and more energy throughout the day. And that concludes episode 33 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about how to grow your butt. So if you're a female listener, you might enjoy that one. And in the second topic, I'll cover what exactly DOMS is.